You're listening to Purposeful Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Yolanda Postel, and I'm here to encourage you to be bold, step out on faith, and be the amazing woman God has called you to be. Let's get into this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Woman. I'm your host, Yolanda Postel, and I am excited. I have a special guest today. Her name is Roberta Axon. Roberta is an educator, mentor, and transformational speaker, and the founder of Teen Moms to Beyond. She values relationships and commitment to lifestyle improvement. She brings a unique perspective gained from her experience as a former teen mom and her career in healthcare and education. Roberta provides mentoring and group coaching opportunities for former teen moms and women born to teen mothers in the private Facebook group, Teen Moms to Beyond, so they can gain confidence in using their skills, talents, and voices to be successful for generations to come. Welcome to the podcast, Roberta. Yes, I am super excited, Yolanda, to be here. Yeah, thank thank you. you. I appreciate you taking the time out your schedule because I know everybody's schedule is busy, but I thank you for taking a few minutes out to chat with me today because I think your message and what you have to offer is very, very important and needed in this hour. Um, so at reading your bio, you mentioned that you went through the journey yourself as a teen mom, can you just give us an overview of, of what you went through um, during that time? How were you, was it, were you in high school um, or were you, was it maybe your later teens? Okay. Well, I hadn't made it to high school just yet. I was actually what we consider middle school now. We called it junior high, late, you know, when the time when I was transitioning from uh, junior high to high school. So it was actually junior high. So I was 14 at the time of the pregnancy and I had my first son at the age of 15. So that was such a trying time. It was, it was a struggle within. I think it was more internal struggle than outer because I wasn't aware of the choice I had made to just have consensual sex and bring forth a child. I didn't know everything that the the details of the decision. I, I just did not. And so looking back, it's only by the grace of God and the support system that I had at the time. And then years later to where I am today to help me to get to where I am today. So just wasn't aware of a lot of things when it came to getting pregnant and just understanding my body and being able to make a decision that will change my life. And so that sparked so much passion in me into going to healthcare. So I am a registered nurse and been in nursing for almost 30 years, really, because I was an LPN first and just being able to sit there with the medical professionals, healthcare professionals, 
and see the way they serve me and they never judge me. You know, they never judged me. It was just making sure that I was safe and I was able to rise beyond where I was at that time of being that teen mom. And so it has really made a difference in a lot of ways in how I navigate through life just with that that reality of being the teen mom finding out after not receiving four and a half months of pregnancy, you know, uh, no prenatal care, finding out when I was four and a half months and not really understanding what I had done months prior to that was now catching up to me. So just so many emotions, chaotic emotions there and just having to process that, that, that was the challenge in all of that. Just having to process one emotion after another and then the baby as well. Yeah, 14, that's that's definitely young. And just thinking about mindset, you know, as, as a teenager, young teenager, later teenager, and even I would dare say in the early 20s, it's just, um, just a, a completely different way of processing information and handling things. How was your... How did you um, make it through navigating as far as family or community? Did you have support from them or was it, I know it's, it was, it's never easy for a parent to, to know that their child, um, you know, is pregnant as a young teen, but did you have the support of your family during that time and community? I mean, there were phases of it because for one, my mom had me at 16. So this is, this is the generational cycle, generational pattern or curse, we call it, yes. depending on who's speaking. And so for me to continue down that, I know that that brought a burden to her because she was looking at, I did this, now she's doing it. And it was, you know, younger, much younger. Because having a child that, you know, getting pregnant at 14, she got pregnant at 16 and had me at 16 and, you know, turned 17 that year. But still, it didn't matter. Being a teen mom is being a teen mom. Your body has not developed. Your mind has not developed. So a lot of who you are, you don't even know. You you can't even recognize and understand who you are. And so I had the support because it was a life. There was a life at stake. So they did not abandon me for that. But as far as sometimes when you have people that are present, but they're not really present. Right. So the basic needs are there. They're met. Shelter. You have food. You have clothing. You can get to your doctor's appointment. But the emotional, the mental, the social, the spiritual part of my development, I feel like there were so many gaps there. And it's not that my mom could even feel those gaps. There were no, I guess there was no way of her being able to recognize what I needed because she didn't get the things that she needed. Because again, it was generational. It was continuing a cycle, continuing a pattern, a behavior, a curse. And so support began to come as I began to figure things out for myself how I was going to navigate a little differently. My mom didn't graduate from high school. I knew that I had to graduate from high school. That was number one, because I never wanted my son to feel like it's your fault why I didn't do this. I didn't do that. 
And so for me, I wanted him to recognize I am able to do these things because I had you. I use that as a motivation where before I didn't have that motivation to move forward and to do more for myself in life. And you know and so what's the- interesting is most, um, everything we do in life is a choice. So you were found yourself in the same or similar situation um, that your mother had found herself in 16 years or so earlier. And the thing is, is you made the decision to do something different. And regardless of what our what our parents, our parents can only give us what they what they have, what they received, what they know. Um, but we also have the opportunity to to build and improve and go in a different direction if we choose. So I think it's great that you did go to high school. You continued your education. You became a nurse and the power, I'm sure the power of education is what helped um, improve your situation. Is that correct? Definitely. Just making a choice to do more. And I knew that education would be a key for me doing more. So I was about gathering the keys, all the keys of accountability, um, of having knowledge, the keys of knowledge, the keys of accountability, the keys of confidence. I needed those keys so I could go further. And again, because my mother did not have that type of support system. So things were limited for us. But for me, because I was a part of that decision with her because she chose to go to work. She chose to come out of school and to go get a job. And for me, I wanted both. I wanted to be able to get my education and then work. Yeah. And I think for that, for our parents' generation, maybe the going to school and, you know, maybe not continuing education was okay. But I think by the time we came around, (laughs) it was was a priority. Yeah, we definitely had to. Um, get that education. Now, did you, let's fast forward. You, you had the baby. um, You're, you're now in, in the situation of being a teen mom. Did you, did you have any struggles with postpartum or, um, or any, any, you know, just, I guess, emotional issues after having the baby, because it's a lot have the baby it, it was by your a lot. Own. You're handling everything on your own. You're waking up, going to sleep, and <laughs> feeding the baby on your own, and you feel sleep deprived. And I know reality. That, yeah, <laughs> I know that it was reality of my decision. This was a a reality check of this is what happens when you do things in an untimely manner, and you don't have the support of a husband there with you. And so for me, that. That quick, that was the quick, quick reality because of, of course, me had not receiving prenatal care for four and a half months because I did not know. My son didn't have any health challenges, no problems whatsoever with delivery. In fact, I went in labor at 6 p.m. No, at 3 p.m. And I had him at 6 p.m. Ooh. 3 wow. p.m. and had him at 6 p.m. On a Saturday, I still remember because I was going, you know, first day of school was that Monday. So he was born August 23rd. 
And first day of school was August 25th, 1986. <laughs> so, yes, um, a lot of emotional withdrawn from me because I didn't attach to him immediately because it's like what it was the reality of my the results of what I had done, the evidence of what I had done. And I wasn't proud of it because of the situations and circumstances surrounding his birth and just, I, you know, it's like living in someone else's life. And it, and I felt like it, this can't be my life, even though I knew that I made that choice. But I, I sometimes think that I became to him the value that I did not place on myself, the value and worth that I did not have. There were not enough deposits in me so that I could understand that I did not have to make those choices and get those results. Right. Right. Yeah. I know that um, I can understand some of what you went through. I, I was a single mom, but in my early twenties, but still some, some of, some of it is what it is, you know, <laughs> the reality of, of the decision and the, the responsibility you begin to really see what it is, but I know as a teen mom that that had to be something completely different. Now, how did you develop the idea for teen moms to be on? What prompted you to just really start thinking about being serious um, about setting up that community and organization? Well, for me, when I think about it, it really started when I became a, a, a nurse, a, a licensed practical nurse back in my early 20s. What I did, you know, of course, receiving support and there were multiple programs to help us through a lot of this. And, and that's why I'm excited to be able to do this for former teen moms as well as women born to teen moms, because I think there's not to say a lot of support, but there is support there for current teen mom, you know, where they get pregnant, they have programs for the for the young ladies that are currently pregnant. But we forget after the child is growing up and that child, which like for me, my son was like six years old and I was only 20, 21. So we forget what we needed as the current teen mom may not be the same thing that we need as a former teen mom, because I'm no longer a teenager. I'm 21, 22, but my son is growing up and I don't, sometimes I didn't know what I needed to do for him and even just for myself. And so I remember sharing in an article that in my hometown, when I graduated from nursing program, they did a write-up of me in the paper, in the local paper. And I remember saying this, that I want to be able to come back to support and to serve the community. Isn't that something to have this in writing to where I said this 28 plus, you know, maybe 20, over 20 years ago, I spoke these words and now to see it actually being in the early stages of development, I don't know how it's gonna look, but I'm excited about it because again, the programs that are there for the current teen moms are not the same programs that a single mother a mother that's born, maybe women that never had a child, but they were born to a teen mom and they did not get the tools that they needed to be successful. Because even in that, I think a lot of my confidence, a lot of 
boldness and courage to do things. I didn't get that from my mother because she didn't have it to give. And so being able to build, establish and build a community where women can share. And then it's like the coaching opportunities because I have other professional women that are successful now, but they were, some of them were born to teen mothers and they're in the group with me and they have their own communities. So it's not that it'll be a one-stop shop for all, but if it's something to where they may need to work on self-care, then there's a coach in the community for self-care. There's a coach in the coaches in the community for money management. There are coaches in the community for professional development. Because again, sometimes we just need for people to encourage us and to give us some guidance as to how we need to become a nurse or to become an entrepreneur or to become whatever career. Because I believe that I could be a nurse, Yolanda, because they took care of me when I was pregnant. They, those were the healthcare providers and professionals that took care of me. And I saw the way they served me in the capacity where I didn't feel worthy to be served. I feel like nursing to me, that's a ministry. It really is. has to have a heart of compassion. <laughs> People don't. Need and it to gave me that because I was able to see it modeled for me. It yeah. gave me the compassion because I was, I was able to see that. And so where I was judging myself, where I wasn't worthy um, nobody's going to care about this team mom, another team mom, another st- statistic. I felt so low. It was like the lowest part of my life. And then to have to return to school. And so my nurse, you know, and I have to always honor them. They're no longer with us. But my nurse that rocked my baby that night, Alice Todd, Miss Alice Todd, I will always have love for her in my heart. And she was, you know, the registered nurse that took care of me those first nights that I, were in, I was in the hospital. And then my doctor who delivered my baby was Dr. George Grimes. And he, they're, neither one, they're no longer with us. But I was just so grateful because I felt like they believed in me. They saw the situation and circumstances that I was in, but they didn't allow that to dictate them judging me or limit limits or agreeing to my own limitations because I had to feel that because again, I always look at you treat you teach people how to treat you. So they will eat, they were able to easily recognize how I felt about myself. And then have being a new mom and not being equipped to be a new mother. And so just the compassion that they gave to me, the understanding, the fire, because they both shared things with me. You can do better than this, you know. And and I remember Dr. Grimes asking me. You have this baby now. What are you going to do with yourself? And I, I remember saying to him, I want to be a nurse. And he said, well, what's going to stop you? And as I sat there like, you're right. Nothing can <laughs> stop me. Nothing can stop, you know, because no one has had ever challenged me that way. No one had ever challenged. And, 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 and Miss Alice, she was like, now don't come back out here having, no, let this be your only one. You know, she gave me that motherly guidance and from a healthcare professional standpoint. And I'll just never forget them for that. Cause that 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 is what I needed to just get started to do something different. And it really take it does take a village. Yes. We, you know, the village doesn't have to be just our family. The village can be other people out in our community. 
It can be someone that um, someone that just shows interest, like the nurse and the doctor showed interest to you because every every child, every person, teenager, even every adult, we all want to be seen. We want to know that someone has sees us as valuable and them taking an interest in you made you begin to take a look at your own self-worth and, and value. And so I that was think it's precious. And um, again, I believe nursing ministry is definitely a calling. I have had <laughs> some situations where I was so, I've had some amazing nurses in my life. So, I mean, you fit the bill. You you <laughs> are what is needed in the nursing community. And also one thing I love about what you said, the support for teen moms, it, it doesn't end as soon as they have the baby. I mean, there's things that go through after they have the baby. And then there's struggles they go through in their 20s as they're learning to navigate now with a young child. So I think it's great that your um, your organization has the the coaches that can help at different levels because as you it, it truly is help beyond the teen years teen moms to beyond and I'm glad that you put together the big picture for for those young women. Um, and I know that those women, the young ladies that are in their 20s and even older, they I know that they appreciate the support and the ability to even be part of the community. Yes. And I'm happy to be of service because, again, it's being able to pay it forward when I know that I would not be where I am today without the support of the God ordained village. I didn't, I wasn't just assigned to any village. I was assigned to my village. Mm -hmm. And so that is where we find the community and the connections that we need because it's already orchestrated before we were ever thought about the things that we would need to be successful, to be in alignment in our lives. And so to operate in purpose in every aspect of who we are in the earth so that God can be glorified. And so Yes, I made a choice that was un untimely, but that would not dictate my success in my destiny. My destiny still calls me and I must give my destiny attention. And so for me to be a part of communities where I get to build, I get to connect, I get to support, it just means a lot to me because it's like there is no one woman show when it comes to gaining the knowledge and the wisdom and the tools that we need to succeed, we have to allow the pride to step aside and not hinder us from getting the support that we need. Because sometimes it's not going to look the way we think it should, or it's not going to come from where we think it should come. So I always wanted that God-ordained village to where I knew that these were my people. I knew they would love me unconditional. And I felt that I, even though they were servicing me, they were serving me in this capacity, but they didn't. Well, I know that they did know because I, I was able to share 
with both of them, the nurse, um, Nurse Alice, as well as Dr. Grimes. I would always give him an invitation to my graduation. I visited him some years before he um, just um, before he died. And I just shared with him how grateful I was for that moment, that moment that changed my life forever because he believed in me. She believed in me. They corrected me in love. They corrected me and gave me guidance and gave me encouragement. And I think sometimes as parents and just as people in general, I'm a I'm an educator now and I get to teach. I get to serve students um, in the as a healthcare science teacher. And so I don't look at them where they are. I look at them for where they're going. And I only want to do my part. I only want to do my part. And I tell them that. Let's look at where you are, but you're not going to be here forever. And I think sometimes we forget when we see a choice because I don't feel that a baby is, is, is ever a mistake. You know, that's a beautiful, that's life coming into the earth. That's, that's a beautiful experience. Yes. But the timing of a thing and the people that we connect ourselves with to make the children that, you know, sometimes it's like, God, if I had only known, I didn't know better, even though I did this. Now I'm learning. I should not have. I, I should have waited. I should have valued myself more. But to be able to share myself with my students now, it's, it's just amazing how he allows me the platforms to share because it's life changing to be able to say one thing to someone where it can change their life. Those that doctor, Dr. Grimes and Nurse Alice, they said that one thing to me that catapulted me into places that I never thought I would be. And, you know, one thing that that stands out of, a, of all the things um, is that we can make a decision that turns our life in a direction that we do not expect it to go, but it does not define us. And the sum of our life is not one decision. That at the end, we have the power to change it and to go into a new direction. And we know that even when we make mistakes, God still has a way of using those mistakes and getting the glory out of our lives, however he sees fit. So I am... I'm, I'm happy that um, that your organization is there to support. Now, when it comes to contacting you, is Facebook the the best way for anybody to reach out to your community, or is is there any other way um, that they can get in touch with you, or is Facebook the best at this time? Well, we have the private Facebook community, so if you know a former teen mother or a woman that's born to a teen mother or a single moms, and you feel this is a connection that you would like to make, the teen moms and the number two, Beyond, and that's on Facebook. So you'll be asked to share your email address, and then you'll be allowed to come into the group and be a part of that community. Or I am found um, on Instagram with Robert, it's R-A underscore accent, and that's A-X as in X-ray, S. O-N. So that is my handle for Instagram. And you can private message me there if you have further questions. And so those are the two main ways that you that anyone can contact me. All right. Well, Roberta. And, and Yolanda, I do want to come. I want to go back to something that you, you the word that you said. And oh, I sure. want to kind of speak, speak to something. 
because you use the word mistake. And so I do want to say to this, when we say mistake, it's a vocabulary because even when I had, you know, my son, a lot of, of my family members and people around me, they were using terms that I had to unlearn. And so that's why I always say that having, and I'm not saying that you said that with the mistake, but just even when we say a mistake, just using certain words, um, it's, it's like it programs and gives off something totally different. So even teaching ourselves the language of using something else, you know, what is a, what's a synonym for this word that benefits me more so than that word. And so I had to learn, and I'm still learning the language that speaks to me being productive, me being fruitful in my life, because we know that the power of life and death is in our tongue. And so even for me being a child, speaking those dead words over myself, you know, I'll never do this. I can't do this. Those choice words, making making a decision to change our vocabulary mindset is key first and foremost. So we I just want to say want, that. We don't ever want a child to think they're a mistake. Yes. None of us yes. are here by mistake. Because I, that I, I had to have that conversation with my son, you know, because again, when you hear people saying, oh, she made a mistake, she didn't have, they, they programmed it. And so I had to stop using that word to say choice. I made an untimely choice. I, I was not prepared. So the th- even for both of my sons, I mean, I was a nurse 30 years old because I had my second son 15 years later. I had him 15 years later. And so um, that in and of itself was it's still teaching me that the decisions that I'm making to say things differently is teaching them and being a part of that generational change and the village that we are part of. So I just kind of wanted to mention that. No, that's good because certain um, certain words can trigger. Yes. Um, you know, and by yes. saying mistake, thank you for, for mentioning that because it needs to be said. So trust me, I am not offended. It is the <laughs> truth. And, you know, we, our words have power. We know that life and death lies in the power yes. of our tongues. And so we don't want anybody to feel that they are rejected, that they are less than, that they weren't meant to be here, that um, that they are not loved and they're not valued. Because yes, but yes, we just want people to know that they are not defined by their choices, and that no matter what choice that they may have made, God will always use. He cannot use any situation for His glory. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Roberta, I thank you for taking time out this morning. <laughs> to thank you. Me. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, and we will we'll hear more from Roberta as, you know, next year and hear what you're working on and different projects. But um, thank you again for taking time out today. Thank you. Well, that concludes this season of Purposeful Woman podcast. I can't believe the podcast has been broadcast weekly since March, but thank you to everyone that's listened to each episode. Subscribe to Purposeful Woman Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and don't forget to rate and review, and also share an episode with someone that you think may need it. Go to movingtowardspurpose.com 
to download four steps to align your life with your purpose. And please continue to support QueendomGlobalNetwork.com, who has graciously um, broadcast each episode of Purposeful Woman every Tuesday. And as you go through your week, be bold, be empowered, break through fear, walk in faith, and allow God to lead and guide you.